talks about connectedness in business development. Hi, I'm Cecilia Younger, and today we're talking about making decisions collectively. I don't know if you've heard the saying, but I heard it a long time ago. And it goes, the only thing we truly own is our decisions. That's deep. If you think about it, we have full autonomy over our decisions. We can change them at any time, and when we have more information, we may even change them. And that's not a bad thing. But the thing is, we have to have information to base our decisions on. If we think about making a decision by ourselves, the only thing that we're doing is we're making a decision based on our perspectives, our experiences, or our lived experiences, and our principles and our values. And that's very limiting. So no matter what the decision, the results, the consequences follow us. That may be a good thing or it may be something that we need to learn from so that our future decisions are made with more information, more skill, whatever it's lacking. But what our decisions are based on, they reflect our experiences, perspectives, values, and principles. And that's why you need to think about what are your principles. And it's best to write them down because if you're making decisions in business, you want to be consistent in how you make the decisions. You don't want them based on emotions. You don't want them based on anecdotal things. You want them based on you as a person and what your principles are. And let's face it, our experiences and perspectives, no matter how broad, are limited. We can always learn more from other people. We just need to listen and to ask. I was reading a book, Ray Dalio, uh, who wrote the book Principles, which I highly recommend. And he stated it nicely. In decision-making process, we need to be radically open-minded and be aware of our blind spots. Being radically open-minded is being open to other people's perspectives, thoughts, and experiences, and being able to receive the message and incorporate it and apply it to what we're doing. Our blind spots, these are areas where our way of thinking prevents us from seeing things accurately and objectively. As Ray Dalio says it, we each see things in our own way. Some see the big picture and miss small details. Others see the details and miss the big pictures. And some people are linear thinkers and others are lateral thinkers. But all of these are necessary to make sound decisions. And if you haven't read the book, Edward de Bono's Lateral Thinking, that's also a great book. It's a little old, but it actually exposes you to developing creativity and receptivity of what you're doing. So naturally, you can appreciate what you can't see. And you can't see the patterns and use useful information if you don't know they're there. If you know you're blind in areas, you can compensate and create a personal mastermind group, which I like. And this group, it's, it's a group of people that you can go to individually or in groups to discuss your issues or the topics that are mattering to you that day to bring in more information about it, other people's perspectives. I'll give you an example. And this is one that's near and dear to my heart because when I first wanted to leave, steady paycheck and go out on my own, I wasn't 
that prepared. I remember when I was working and I was working at a stressful place. It was so stressful that when like our guests would come and dignitaries would come into the department, a lot of them just reflected on how tense it felt when they entered the door. The stress took its toll on many people. Some stayed and many left abruptly when they just had enough. In my situation, the stress had reached its boiling point. I wanted to leave every day I wanted to leave. And the issue was that I loved my job. I loved what I did and I enjoyed the people that I worked with. It was just a very stressful place and it didn't need to be. And I was burnt out. I wanted to make a change. What I did, I resigned. I talked to a couple of people. My close friends knew I wanted to leave. They heard me every day about me complaining about my job, which is not a good place to be. In hindsight's 2020, I probably should have just taken some unpaid time off to readjust myself, but that didn't happen. So some of the people that I talked to, one person just didn't renew her, her contract. Another one just left. No one really knew why. Both of these people didn't really have anything lined up. They eventually started working part-time after a couple of years of not working. For me, I just resigned. I resigned and I gave them notice. But I thought I had a job lined up at the time, but that didn't really come to fruition. Note to self, always sign the next contract before you terminate your current contract. But what I wanted to do, I wanted to be innovative. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to start my own company. And I had been working with these storytelling cards with my own daughter and saw her progress. And I had them developed. I thought it was a good idea. People around me thought it was a great idea. I mean, they help children develop creativity, self-esteem, vocabulary, and some other very positive things. What I found out later is that they also help victims of traumatic brain injuries when the, when there's, and with other people who were speech delayed. So I like the idea of them then and today. And right now I'm working with more people in developing the idea. But I realized a few things in the process. First, no one said, nice idea, but why not try it before you leave your job? No one asked, realistically, how will you make money, support yourself and your daughter? I didn't have a roadmap. I just wanted to jump in the frying pan and just work at it. I didn't even have a business plan. But it wasn't until a year later when I was into it that I realized I didn't know how to market them. And that's huge. I felt I was the best kept secret. So I started giving them away. And you know what? I didn't make money. My issue was that I just didn't look at the venture realistically. But I also didn't have a group of people that could help me think about this project all the way through to see what I did know, what I didn't know, the resources that I actually needed to make up for with, with what I didn't know. But I had friends who thought it was a good idea. About a year into it, I was talking to a friend who has a, a really a boutique uh, toy store. And she talked me through it, how I could make money and how I couldn't make money. We were going over how much it actually cost to produce the cards, what I would need to do to actually sell and distribute it on a large scale. And told me that I could only make money if it was done on a large scale because it cost too much to produce to make it on a small scale. 
and I wasn't there yet. I didn't have the money to invest. I felt like I lost, I, I, I actually felt like a lo- I lost a year and a ton of money. But I learned from it that I needed more personal resources. I really needed a group that could talk to me honestly about, about my situation, about the, the whole environment of, of the marketplace and everything. But I also realized that I had to ask. I remember listening to Mel Robbins say, you just need to ask. And that's what I needed to do. But I didn't have a group that were experts in what I needed to do. I had people who were around me. I asked them. But no, that's not enough. Radically open-minded. How far can radically open-minded be when you don't surround yourself with people who are experts, who can actually give you their perspectives about how you can do something. So the issue is, I made a decision in a silo, alone, and I was left alone. And I didn't talk to people about their opinions. I didn't make the ask about their opinions, but that was me. Now I want to talk to you about my friend, Mr. Wendell. He is one of my oldest and trusted friends. And when I sent him my book about being bold and driven, he read it and he saw things about developing his business and it made it clear in what he needed to do and how he was doing it. Mr. Wendell looked at his situation realistically. He has alimony payments, child support payments, children in in college, and he was in, in essence paying for three houses. So he knew the limitations of financially. He knew he had to wait three years before he could free up some cash. And he also knew that he was going to retire in about five to seven years. And so he wanted to transition at that time and have his hobby become his employment after he retired. So he just started slowly. He took a couple of years to see really the cyclical process of getting his part, his his product to the market, how he can distribute it, uh, the legal issues, just about everything. He also realized that he saw the big picture in some of the small detail. He knew he needed more support in terms of developing the company. So he started surrounding himself with people who were experts and asked them their opinions. And even though he was still working through building his company, he was actually bringing home six figures. And that was just part-time. But he still had to work to ensure that he provided a consistent income to meet his needs and desires. So the difference between Mr. Wendell and myself, I made an emotional decision. And I didn't have the support to help me see beyond the forest. And just looking at the situation realistically and objectively, I was stuck in the immediate gratification of thinking that I that I knew what I wanted and I wanted to leave my work situation, but I wasn't realistic on how I was getting there. I didn't have a roadmap. So as you are making decisions, here are a few things to remember. Know your principles and make decisions that align with your principles and write your principles down. Surround yourself with people who are experts, You can use a variety of people and they don't have to be the same people with every issue that you're actually making an important decision on. But make sure you get people who can give you constructive feedback 
And they're not just a yes person who are, who you're raving, who are your raving fans and just saying, oh, that's a great idea. Be open to other people's thoughts, their experiences and perspectives. You can learn a lot from others. But also be aware of your weak points. Leverage other people's strengths to be more well-rounded in the information that you use to make decisions. And think for yourself. The only thing you really own are your decisions. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for listening to Being Bold. Love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email at Cecilia at beingboldanddriven.com. If you want to learn more about my classes, uh, look at my website at www.beingboldanddriven.com or email me to learn more at Cecilia at beingboldanddriven.com.